Hello, fellow mortals. It is Thursday, March 26th, and you're listening to your favorite podcast about death, decay, anxiety, beef substitutes, and the end of the world. Welcome back to day 10 of Quarantine Live. Hey everyone, we're back with a very special episode of Quarantine Live. I'm doing something which I've never done before, which is basically everything during this experience is something I've never done before. How fun that we're all learning together. I'm hosting a live stream on Instagram Live while I record the podcast on not live, even though this is called Quarantine Live, and you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can watch it on Instagram Live or wherever you watch your Instagram live streams. Um, we're here, we're doing it, and let's get into the updates right now. This is going to be weird for all of us because um, people are watching me over there, and you can't see what I'm pointing to my phone, and people are listening to me here, and you can't see what I'm po- pointing to the microphone, and we're going to put it all together in the end, and what it should amount to is a pretty crappy viewing experience and a pretty shitty listening experience. But hey, what else are we going to do? There's nowhere else to be. Um, oh, feel free to say anything or like pipe in with stories or comments as we go because uh, I could certainly use it. I'm drinking what may or may not be water. It's not. It's white wine. We can all see it. The joke doesn't work when you can see everything. Hey, Chad. Um, let's hear the updates from the CDC website. The world, no, not the world, the U.S. cases are up to 68,440 and the deaths are now at 994. So we're just about to pass a thousand in the U.S. alone. The world cases are 520,000. Geez, so above 500,000 and deaths up to 23,593. This is a lot of people sick and dying, um, which is perfect for a comedy podcast that aims to make light about all this situation. Good, good for me. Good thing I'm doing this. I'm proud of myself. Um, here are the updates for me personally. Today I worked on my vlog uh, from LA, and I wish I had something different to tell you, but that's what I've been doing for the past couple days. I'm just vlogging. I'm not vlogging. I'm editing this vlog that I shot while I was at the Magic Castle, and I'm on day five of it, of day of seven days, and so far we're at 20 minutes, and I want to get it down to 10 minutes because apparently the YouTube algorithm puts your vlog out uh, puts videos out now to viewers that are above 10 minutes or more because they want people to stay on the app. I don't know if you knew that, but there's a little bit of a little bit of information to start or end your day, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, I looked at my bank account today by accident. I don't suggest anyone do this. It's not a fun move. Don't um, look at your bank account if you're worried about money because you'll see that there's none of it in there and you'll realize that in about two months you'll be zeroed out you'll be flat broke and bankrupt and then just only in debt and um the government checks of two thousand dollars could not be coming soon enough and you'll realize that life is fleeting and we're all going to die from this disease one way or another and for me it will be starvation or lack of shelter um, if my roommate Jason D'Souza is listening to this, stop covering yourself in baby oil and start learning check fraud. Because I don't know what else we're going to do. This is not admission of guilt if we're arrested for check fraud. Um, I don't know when I'll get back to New York City at this point. I was planning to go back to New York 
um, May 1st or at the latest June 1st, but it just looks like even if things are open and I can go back by then, there will be no work for me at that point. So it looks like the long-term economic repercussions are going to last well over a year. Um, that's just my projections as somebody who knows nothing. And that means I won't be able to go back to New York for a long time. So what I'm saying is, fuck me. Good. I got good feedback on the excerpt of, from my book that I read yesterday, which is great. Looks like six years of my life was not wasted. And um, no, I want to talk a little more about New York. I, I, I don't know how to host this thing yet, but in New York, and I'm Mark Clearview, by the way, as I should have said in the introduction, <laughs> we're having a great time. Are we having fun? Um, I... I wanted to get back to New York and pick everything back up because I was scared that the momentum that I was building would kind of end. And the the truth is that it is going to end. The, the momentum that I've built so far in New York City has kind of zeroed out uh, along with me and a lot of other people. And when I go back, whenever that might be, um, it's going to... Uh, uh, take a long time to start everything from scratch because I'll basically be trying to get all the amount of shows that I had before back up and running and a lot of the shows that I was doing before are not even there or around anymore. Uh, my friend Rebecca says, Mark, you look so stressed. No, I don't. I look happy and ready to go. Can't you see with all this water that I'm drinking? Mm. Stressed. Fuck, stressed. I feel fine. I'm great. Um, you know what? That's all the updates that I have. I'm writing a book. You should read that book. Hit me up over here or over here if you want to get that book in your inboxes and read it. And if you don't, um, again, don't do that and I won't send it to you. The don't one is a lot easier than the, the do one. Um, David Klein says, shave your beard live. That's a good idea. We should do that. We should do that. Yeah. Oh, I have a better idea. Why don't we grow my beard live? We're going to grow my beard live on air. It's happening right now buckle up. Um, that's all the updates that I have. Sorry it took so long. Thank you for still listening. And for all of you who have stopped listening, all of us who are listening can now talk shit about them behind their backs. Fuck those people. They don't know anything. Here are your headlines for today. Shave my beard in the straitjacket. I've done that, actually. I've done that before. I wrote about it in the book, actually. Two weeks straight, how to succeed when your hands are tied. Coming to a bookstore near you when they open again in six months. Here are your headlines for today. First headline, the White House warned of an alarming spread in New York City, but the president said our country wasn't built to be shut down. That's right. Make America sick again. What was your country built to do besides own people? I think that's where the whole thing came from. No, the owning people thing. Which country was built to shut down? Yugoslavia? Oh no, that one was shut down. Next headline, the president pushes malaria medications despite caution from doctors. This should read, Mark Clearview pushes president off White House roof despite caution from police officers. I want to be like, who wrote this? But I did. I wrote these. You know you can't just throw drugs around and hope they're going to fix your problems, right? You coke-riddled drug addict. It's a good, it's not even a punchline. Next headline, Florida's governor to New Yorkers fleeing to the state says, stay out. You know it's bad when Florida is telling you to stay out. I'm sure it's because everyone in Florida is high risk because they're all over 65 anyway. I'm sure this isn't the first time a white affluent neighborhood in the South was telling people to stay out. What do we think so far? Are we doing all right? I don't know. I can't read the headlines and make jokes about them because David over here is saying um, he's going to post my social security number in five. I don't have a social security number, actually. I have a social insurance number because of Canada. 
Trudeau pushes back as U.S. looks to place troops near the Canadian border. What are they trying to prevent? You guys have 68,000 people infected. Keep your virus. We're good over here. Trudeau urged Trump to practice military distancing in these hard times. <laughs> Why isn't Trump self-isolating? I'm sure the White House would run a lot smoother if he didn't show up for work. Next headline. British Columbians now face $25,000 fine or jail time if they ignore public health orders over COVID-19. I don't know how they'd ever pay that fine with their $2,000 government check that we're getting. It's better than Americans' one-time $1,200 check. That check pays for two cocktails in New York City. Next headline. Kylie Jenner donates $1 million to buy hospital masks and medical gear. This is actually really good news. She's going to save a lot of people's lives, and I'm sure that would bring a smile to her family's face if any of them could still do that. Remember, though, Kylie Jenner is worth $1 billion. So she's donated 0.1% of her net worth. That would be like me donating $0. Because 0.1% of zero is still zero. Next headline. Italian mayor prepares pre-recorded drone audio messages to warn citizens. And the message on this drone is literally, where the fuck are you going? But in Italian. And that's a direct quote. That's not a joke. It's just, where the fuck are you going? This just shows how different Italy and America's drone attacks are. Next headline. This one's not even good. I, I barely wrote jokes for this. The Indy 500 is postponed because of coronavirus. Damn. You know, I've really been meaning to get to Indianapolis. Now there's literally no reason to go there. At least they're trying to remember everybody's safety before they drive 200 miles per hour around tight curves on a winding freeway. Nearly three dozen who attended Arkansas church event test positive for coronavirus. And all of that was one family. We have the same philosophy with respiratory viruses as we do with sexually transmitted diseases. Keep them in the family. And those are your headlines for today. Oh my God, what are we doing? What are we doing, friends? This is what we're doing? Nine of us are watching me talking to this fuzzy little dead cat over here. And then I'm going to edit it and for the next hour and then put it online. But I have to talk more during that time. I'm so stressed. I'm going to be bankrupt in two months. There's no money in my bank account. The headlines are over. I hope you enjoyed them. Um, that brings me to what I saw today. And usually I have nothing to tell about what I saw today. But I can see a lot today because people are talking to me. We have David saying, like for Jesus. And honestly, let's like for Jesus. It's his birthday or his resurrection or his his day off or his the day he does his taxes coming up or something with the eggs and the rabbit. Um, okay, so usually what I saw today is nothing. But today, out my window over yonder, I saw a blue jay perch in a tree and sing a little song. And I watched this blue jay chirp his way through his, through the song he was singing. Okay. I just want to make it clear I'm not in any recreational drugs right now. I'm only drinking water and I can't fucking talk. And that if you don't know about podcasts, it's one of the only prerequisites for a podcast is that you have to be able to talk. Somebody's watching from Frankfurt. Thanks, Tegan. Cheers. Um, and you have to be able to keep your mind on what you're doing. But I can't do either of those today. What I was trying to say was there was a fucking blue jay outside and it was really fucking beautiful. Beautiful. I'm never mind on this story. I saw a bird. I was going to make it into something more beautiful that it isn't, but I saw a bird. And I thought that that was newsworthy to talk about. The bird that I saw out in nature. A bird. 
I saw a bird today. It was a bird. It's time for story time. My friend Dante reminded me of uh, a story that I kind of want to tell, but it has no real... Oh, fuck it. I'll just tell it. Because now I've kind of teased it. What story was I supposed to tell? Oh, that one. It's not even very good. When I was way too old to be doing this, I... High school. Maybe grade 11. I went... I was in school. Oh, my God. And I had friends at the time. And I don't remember every friend who was there, but I do remember that my friend Dante and my friend Alex were there. And we were in school and there was two classes left. So we had just finished lunch. Is this true? Is this true? It's not a great story. Dante's messaging me right now. He's in the live video. Doesn't matter. We're going to tell it. I don't have anything else to tell. I barely remember it. We're in class or something now is a good time to mention that you can donate to this podcast. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, there will be a link at the end of the description on this podcast that says support this podcast. And if you click that, you'll be able to send me $100 or more directly into my bank account. It's high school. I'm in grade 11. I have two friends with me. It's lunchtime. And we decide we don't want to go to the rest of our classes. We want to do something fun. And then we remember that we can't drink. So we think, what are we going to do with all this free time that we're about to take class off of to do and so what we decide is we should go to the science center that's right the science center keep in mind we're 15 years old that's much too old and in any case we take the bus out to the science center which is the toronto science center but it we're in etobicoke which is a suburb on the very west side of the city and this is on the very east side of the city. So we take a bus for about an hour and a half and we get off at the Science Center, which is basically just about to close. So we get off at the Science Center and the Science Center is closing. So what we decide to do is start playing hide and seek to see how long we can stay in the Science Center to see if it will close and we can stay inside. And the answer is no, but we do sneak around for a lot around the janitors who are locking up and try to stay in there as long as possible. And then we open the, this is, we're supposed to be in class. We open the door into this wooded area where there's like animals and stuff with the science center. And we play hide and seek for hours in this wooded area. And like probably pretending we were spies and stuff, which is also really cool and interesting to listen to. And then we went into like a superstore or a super center where they sell groceries and other things. And we tried to play hide and seek in there. And we got kicked out because we were throwing a ball around. That's the story. Thanks so much for tuning in to Day 10 of Quarantine Live. And I know this will be your last day tuning in after that story. Um, but it's been real. Thank you for the support thus far. One more story. And this one I remember very well. I was in grade 6. And I was about to graduate from Sunningdale Public School, which was a school in Oakville, Ontario. A French immersion school which I was going to. And we're all about to graduate and go to middle school. And for those of you who don't know what middle school is, that's grades 7 and 8. And then you would go to high school from 9 to 12. And then you would do whatever you wanted after that. For me, I went to an arts uh, conserv jail. It's the last day of school. And we have a substitute on the last day. So everyone is just wiling out. They're going crazy. Substitute on the last day, this is just perfect excuse for us to start goofing off and, and trying to make this teacher cry. Because that's what you do. And I especially started getting on this teacher's nerves. I'm, and I was a devil child, by the way. Like, I had ADHD hard, and I was 
supposed to be medicated, but I would hide the pills under my tongue. That's a story for another time. I would run through the uh, desks and like knock them over, and I was really mouthing off to this teacher. And so she decides no more. I'm not taking any more of this. I'm not taking this child mouthing off at me. And so she says, that's it. You're staying after school. And I'm thinking, you can't make me stay after school because there is no after school. This is the last day. And you're a substitute. So nothing that we do here matters. And this was a constant substitute, which was always in the school. So we had a rapport. But I knew that she was never going to see me again because not only was it the last day of school, it was the last day of school forever. So I'm really pushing her. And she finally says, no, you're staying. And the bell rings and I get up to leave and she says, everyone can go except Mark. He's staying after class. And I'm thinking, it's the last class on the last day. You can't keep me here. You can't do anything. And I was pretty sure she she didn't remember my name or something. So I knew that there was not a lot that she could do, like call my parents. But she made me stay there. She said, I'm going to shut the door and I'm going to go talk to the office so they can come basically like identify me, I think. So she shuts me in the room, not locking me in. She just shuts me in and she's kind of keeping an eye at the door to see if another teacher is going to walk by because she knows she can't just leave me there. And I think this is my big moment. She can't keep me in here. So what I do is I run over to the window and I open it and I start crawling out the window into the parking lot where the buses are. So I start crawling out this window and this teacher is none the wiser. And I start crawling out and she opens the door as I'm like just out the window and she's like what is happening and i make a break for it onto my bus which would take me home so i run onto the bus and she kind of runs out of the room i'm like oh shit she saw me so i get on the bus and everyone's like mark and the bus driver hasn't gotten on the bus yet and i'm like you gotta you gotta be i'm in sixth grade you gotta be quiet you gotta be quiet i run to the back of the bus and i hide underneath one of the bus seats and two of my friends sit on that seat uh on top of me basically i'm like oh Jesus. And the teacher starts getting on each bus to check for me. And then she gets on my bus. Okay. And then she starts looking. It was like the Gestapo. Okay. She needs to find me. She starts looking in each seat of the bus and seeing if she can see me. And she's asking everyone, is Mark here? And everyone on this bus is lying for me. Like, we, haven't, we haven't seen him. We don't know where he is. And I'm underneath this seat. And she comes all the way to the back. And she looks in the back seats. And she stops. And she asks my two friends, you know Mark, where is he? And they go, we see nothing. We know nothing. It hazard pay, you know. And she gets off the bus. And the bus driver gets on. And we pull out of the parking lot. And when we see the school disappear behind us, Everyone starts cheering. Yeah, we got away. We're high-fiving. We're making out. Probably weren't doing that. And we definitely wouldn't be doing that today. And I made it and I escaped. And it was the greatest victory of my life. And then I went to middle school, which was seven and eight, at a middle school called Montclair Middle School. And they had brought some people from the French exchange, like the French immersion. Hi, Mindbender. And they brought some people from the uh not french schools the regular public schools and they put us in the school called montclair and we all did grade seven together and then at the end of grade seven they said montclair is shutting down to do renovations much needed reservations because the school was crumbling so all of you are going to be split up and you're going to spend grade eight in a different school based on what region like where you live on the map and so we're all looking at it like who's going to be divided up who's going to come with us who's not and 
my division is being sent back to Sunningdale. So they made Sunningdale extend from grade one up to grade eight. So I was going back and I was going to graduate from Sunningdale twice. And I knew all of the teachers and bridges that I had burned and dickish and asshole behavior that I thought I could get away with because I was graduating. I was going to go back and see all those teachers again. So when I got back, that substitute and all those teachers were just like, hi, Mr. Correa, because my name was not Clearview then. And uh, they made my life a living hell for a year. But you better believe that I pushed back and you better believe that I won. What is Paul saying? Is this a Jimmy Buffett version of all the work and no play scene in the <laughs> Shining? Yeah. This is empty now. So this makes Mark a dull boy. This doesn't make Mark a dull boy. This ma- spilt that on my notes. Spilt wine on my notes because of you, Paul. Thanks so much. For those of you who don't know what just happened, I turned my wine glass upside down and I spilt wine on my notes. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Man, I Wish I Watched This Live. Okay, that's the end of storing time. storing time. There's only a couple more things that we have to do. Jason sent me a... Um, I can't even read it right now. Actually, I know what it is. Jason sent me a statistic, which was last week, 3.3 million people filed for unemployment. And that tops the old record, which was in 18... I want to say 73, but I'll double check that. And the record back then was 700,000 in a week. And now we're up to 3.3 million. Update from my friend Jeevan. He said, Taboo is a very hard game to play over Zoom, which I think is a little funny anecdote. My friend Carmen said something, which I can't remember now, and I realized that I can't look up because I can't exit this live stream. Carmen, are you in here? Can you just like wave or do something if you're in the, if you're watching? Carmen? Okay. Carmen, if you're there, remind me what you wanted to say. There was a, there was a funny update from Carmen. If, if we don't get to it in this episode, she's not here. She's not here. Okay. Corona got her, everyone. It's over. This is going to be such a hard episode to ebit. Ebit. It's going to be so bad. I can't talk. I put my computer here. I put my notes here. I put the microphone here. I have to read texts from Kara. I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's time for texts from Kara. When I listen to your podcast, I'm happy to know that I'm not the only one that stumbles over their words. My tongue also trips on itself frequently, and I can't say certain words like consciousness, conscience, and weirdly, Arnold Palmer. I can say all those. That's awesome. But I can't say other words, and I'm not going to tell you what they are. Every time I want to order an Arnold Palmer, I have... <laughs> every time I want to... Every time I want to order an Arnold Palmer... Every time I want to order an Arnold Palmer, I panic about having to say the word out loud to an actual human and just order a half lemon and half diced tea instead. See, I couldn't even say that. I settled on my cross-stitch project and started it today. I chose a bucolic scene with flowers and a little house that says, it's not a whorehouse, it's a whore home. <laughs> I'm also making my friend something that will say, everything is a dildo if you're brave enough, with an eggplant emoji. I was right. Stabbing something repeatedly is definitely helping to solve my anxiety. Plus, it's cheaper than therapy. I've also been on a bread-baking rampage. I sift through my recipe books and choose the most difficult, annoying, and time-consuming recipe I can find and then angrily bake it. I choose a bread that took... I chose a bread that took 36 hours to make. It had to rise six fucking times. I started to resent the bread after hour 14. It was good, but not 36 hours good. I'm eating it mostly out of spite. To all of the white middle-aged men out there considering picking up the guitar during quarantine, I beg of you, on behalf of your neighbors, please, for the love of God, don't. 
My neighbor played the first three chords of Smells Like Teen Spirit for two hours this morning. He has now moved on to Seven Nation Army. My ears are bleeding. I try to do some yoga or stretching on my roof when it's nice out. I usually succeed in completing about 30 minutes of this when my mindset moves from it's such a nice day to be outside and stretch in the sun to it's such a nice day to drink outside instead of inside. <laughs> my roof isn't one that people are meant to be on, so getting to the roof entails scaling a ladder that is sketchy as fuck through a small hole in the ceiling of our hallway. Halfway up the ladder, there's a scary hole in the wall that leads back to what I can only assume is a storage for dead bodies. When I'm slightly drunk and doing this, I feel like Frodo going on an adventure. It's definitely illegal for me to be up there, but desperate times call for death-defying measures. Today is recycling day in my neighborhood, and judging by everyone else's bags outside, I'm happy to know that I'm not the only one drinking to suppress my emotions. Don't judge us, recycling man. Times are tough. It's confusing having a household where one person is working full-time from home and the other one isn't working at all. Max's work lunch does line up nicely with my lunch beer, so we sit on the table and debrief, or rather at the table, and debrief about our mornings. I usually have nothing to contribute other than panic reading the headlines to him. After this, he gets on Zoom or, or a conference call or whatever, and I inevitably always misjudge when his microphone is on silent and when his camera is on and have some tragic accidental cameos in the middle of his meetings. After I was spotted in the background in a red silk robe one day, we came up with a safety word now for when he is working and I need to be silent slash not seen. He refers to me jokingly as his assistant, which is simultaneously sweet and demeaning. I went to my bodega today to get a few essentials and caught up on the neighborhood gossip via my bodega man. I asked him how business was, and he joked that it was the same as always since most everyone within walking distance is already retired. He told me the price of tobacco went up, but gave me the old price out of pity. I thanked him. As I was paying, bachata, bachata came on the radio, and we did a social distancing bachata in the aisles of the bodega. Oh my god, I miss human interaction. And that's it. All right, everyone, that was texts from Kara, as you heard in the intro. Um, I couldn't get the live video to work while I read that, so my live video went off and we lost everyone who was watching, but I don't really care because it was about seven people anyway. With that, we've come to the end of today's very, very strange, very hard-to-edit episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. If you have any thoughts for what else we can do on this godforsaken podcast, please send it my way to my Instagram, which is at markclearview, or my email, mark at markclearview.com. And if you want to send me any money, go to my website, markclearview.com, or click support this podcast in the description. Again, I've looked at my bank account, and I'm broke. Before we end this completely, actually, we're going to end the episode, and I'm going to stay on live stream. So if you want to go look at my live stream, it will be on my Instagram, at markclearview. Um, but that leads us to the end of today's episode. I'm going to go have a nap, which hopefully I never wake up from. Thank you so much for listening. This has been day 10 of Quarantine Live. <laughs>